How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject. Um, funny enough, actually, um, I've been a pro-gun uh, rights activist for a long time. Like, um, I believe, you know, the, in the Second Amendment, I, I believe that everyone's entitled to owning and bearing uh, arms, I do. I, I I feel like I fall into a a medium perspective, though, on on the idea of owning weapons, and uh, I think it's a it's a good divide in between the people that are super against guns and then the people that are freaking insane. The ones that have like twenty five million thousand guns, <laughs> twenty five million thousand guns. I just sounded so dumb saying that, but all over their house, right? And essentially, they have like a a billion different things. Uh, they're just like proud sponsors of the NRA, which I think is a, such a corrupt institution, um, and just a, a lot a lot of other stuff on that side. My perspective is that I think if you purchase your weapons legally, um, plus I think things that are not instituted right now is the study of, of, of owning weapons. So I think uh, like the NRA has been spearheading a lot of campaigns against the uh, ability for institutions like universities to gather information to do studies on gun ownership, demographics, and everything of that nature because they're afraid that that's going to somehow restrict gun ownership laws. And um, I don't think that that's what's that. I don't think that's what's going to happen with that. I think more that it's just an educational piece to really understand um, what guns, like what kind of impact they can have on a country as vast and as as massive as our country is. So I'm. I think that that needs to change. I think a lot more education needs to be done on gun ownership and, like I said, into like all different uh, statuses of of weapons and and people owning those weapons. And then secondly, I think that if you want to purchase a weapon, which I think everyone legally should be able to purchase a weapon, I think that after you buy a weapon, or before, not after, before you purchase a weapon, you have to go through uh, a firearms kind of training and course. Uh, It could be subsidized by the government or it could be at your own expense since this is kind of like something that is... Uh, allowed by law this is more like it would probably be on your own at your own expense but look at the end of the day if it makes everyone safer i mean i think it's a a fair trade-off but at whoever's expense it is and hopefully maybe it's not even that expensive maybe gun stores offer um they get incentivized for offering these classes anyways on their own expense and maybe they can write that off on their taxes or whatever it is i don't know the system i'm not i'm not gonna go into that that's really up to, at first, what matters most is getting people to okay the perspective that before you buy a gun, you have to uh, go through training on it. If this is your first weapon, if it's not your first weapon, it's assumed that you've gone through this kind of course. And then essentially, maybe after buying X amount of weapons or after X amount of time, you have to go through this kind of like retraining on on proper fire ham, a firearm handling and firing the weapon, proving that you know how to fire the weapon, how to handle the weapon, uh, and it's 
this all like how to properly secure the weapon and um just everything to do with safety with with weapons and understanding like the impact that it can have and yeah the course might sound lame to a lot of gun owners and a lot of people would be like no like we got to fight against that but honestly that in itself might be just enough to minimize the amount of fatalities that occur in our our country it's not going to make it zero but it's going to have maybe enough of an impact where this narrative that people are like get rid of guns will disappear and then the narrative of like you're never going to take away my guns will disappear as well from both extremes right and so if it looks like there's some kind of legislation that's being passed to target what's clearly an issue in this country i mean a lot of people do die with weapons it isn't the gun itself and i'm i'm on that standpoint with a lot of other people it really is the user of the weapon but still this person somehow got their hands on a weapon and however way they got it and if you look at a lot of these killers they normally get it through the legal way of doing it they buy a weapon they go through their three-day cooling off period they go pick up their gun and then they go use it gang related stuff yeah of course they buy them on this like uh in the black market and then use it and you'll never really be able to stop that. But what will stop that, though, is more and more people becoming gun owners. And if people can go get a, a quick crash course on use, using weapon, managing it, being safe with it, this conversation about owning a weapon will become, uh, I, in my perspective, more of a means of allowing people to kind of navigate this. It, I feel like a lot of people have to make an extreme choice nowadays to to purchase a weapon like it's almost frowned upon in society if you're a person that's never owned a weapon and wants to go into buying a gun like you have this negative stigma to it like almost because of this narrative that's been promoted by so many people on the opposite side that are against guns uh you almost feel bad about wanting to make the decision to buy a weapon and it's your right to it's it's in the constitution to be able to own a weapon there are certain types of guns that don't make sense to me. Uh, automatic weapons don't make sense to me. Uh, certain ammunition types don't make sense to me for civilian usage. Look, again, I'm going to get uh, a lot of people like arguing with me about that. But honestly, I it it doesn't make sense why you would need that to defend yourself. Really, if there was ever a post-apocalyptic like scenario where the military and the police start trying to infringe on your rights as an American and it starts to become like a dictatorship, your fucking guns aren't going to do shit to these guys. No matter how many armor piercing rounds you have or whatever it is, eventually you're going to get eradicated and it's probably not even going to be a gun. If you're that big of an issue and they know that you have this type of ammunition, they'll just be easy to just drop a UAV bomb right on your house and just kill you outright like that. So, the need for these this level of ammunition for like uh, that's the only narrative why people would justify owning like ammo like that it's really stupid and so like again and certain types of guns as well it's like automatic weapons don't make sense to me for civilian usage not unless you get extreme certifications and and it's like you can't go and buy a semi truck right now and drive it on the roads it's impossible you have to get certified and licensed and that specific class of vehicle to be able to drive it on the road. There should be the same thing with weapons as well. Like it's, it's, uh, 
yeah, it's your right to be able to buy weapons, but you know, it's very vague and that's where legislators and, and, um, and congressional people can really interpret that law as the way that, as they want to do it and constitute and, uh, constitution and Supreme court. Let me rewind. The, the Congress and the Supreme Court can really dictate, and then I guess the state's Supreme Court and, and legislators are able to really look at the wording of the, the right to bear arms, and it's very vague in a lot of different areas. It does say that you have the right to bear, but it doesn't say what type of weapons you're allowed to bear. Um, and there's a lot of people, obviously, on the, on the super right that would say, no, like that I can own whatever effing type of weapon I, I want to buy and I will disagree wholeheartedly and if you do feel like you deserve to have those type of weapons then I think you either have to have ex-military background or you have to go through a, a large amount of cert- certifications and there's a, a lot of people that can get grandfathered out of those certain laws like automatic weapons there's certain automatic weapons that are that were invented before or that were made not invented made before that law was passed and as long as they're in cycle and someone's willing to sell it you can buy an automatic weapon technically for a high enough price it's probably expensive or you can buy bump stocks which i think uh our our current president probably made illegal which i think was great um i don't i don't know i just i i feel like we need to do more to be proactive about the issues that, that exist in this country. And it's not the guns themselves. It's the people. And so if we can minimize, and I think everyone really supports that to some degree, whichever side you're on, it's just really the extremists that kind of drown out just like in every point of politics, they drown out the logic in the system. But if, I think a vast majority of people would be for something that a lot that minimizes the ability for people that shouldn't be buying guns from getting guns. But anyways, I didn't want this podcast to be about that. I really was wanted, was talking about guns because recently I've been rewatching a series that I wish was still in continuation because, um, I was a boy scout and that's how I got into shooting guns when I was, when I was a boy scout, when I was a kid, but after leaving Boy Scouts, I was in it for like four years. After leaving it, I really didn't get involved with weapons again until really the introduction to the series on the History Channel, and that was Top Shot. And after watching season one of that of that series, it got me to go and actually buy my first gun and, and actually got me to enjoy owning a weapon. And uh, ever since then, I, I really have been this like pro advocate for for guns, and but at the same time, viewing it as a as a logical uh, logical dilemma that this country is trying to navigate as well. And I'm I'm open to if enough studies are done, which goes back to my original point that more studies need to be done on this. If enough studies were done that showed a direct correlation between the amount of guns that people own to the level of gun violence that exists in this country, then I would, I would be totally for, uh, uh, um, like, a, a restriction on the amount of weapons that people can own or again, like the types of weapons that they can purchase. And these are things that need to be addressed. And again, for the people that are pro gun that are looking at me like F you dude, that's not in your right to say that 
we need to do something because eventually if we don't, your ability to own weapons will be taken away from you. And it's just one amendment away from being removed. And that's happened to a lot of other countries. It's not just an American dilemma. It happened in Australia. They got rid of a gun ownership there. In New Zealand, happened over there. And a lot of other democratic nations as well, they got rid of the ability to own weapons. And eventually, if we don't do anything to kind of uh, to work around that uh, that dilemma that people are seeing, especially with the media, then you're going to see your rights completely taken away. And I don't want my right to own a weapon to be taken away. If I have to go through courses every five years, three years, whatever, I don't really care if it's a $50, $100 course, as long as it allows me to buy the type of guns I want to buy, for sure. I mean, I'll do it. And I think everyone should do that as well. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this podcast was, or this podcast specifically was about uh, Top Shot. I wanted to start off with that, but I just got off in the tangent at the beginning. Top Shot is really awesome. And recently I noticed that on Amazon Video, I can actually watch all seasons. Well, not all seasons, seasons one through four. And watching that series made me wish that they still had that series going on because I love that that show. It really has some fantastic. Um, it's a it's a show where essentially, tw- like twelve to sixteen of the best shooters at that time compete against one another in different situations using different weapons, all the way from throwing stones to uh, archery, to uh, tomahawks, to guns, to like sidearms, to rifles, to sniper rifles, to cannons, to Gatling guns, it's some machine guns. It's like really cool how they do it. And it sucks that it only went on for five seasons because, man, I wish it, it would continue on to this day. It was really a great series. But anyways... More conversations need to be have had on on our uh, our right to bear weapons, and uh, I'm totally for that. And if you're not for that, and if you're totally against that, or and either side, like the people that are totally against guns are gonna are gonna work towards us losing our rights to bear weapons. And then for everyone that's like pro owning a bajillion guns and NRA sponsor and 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 screw those libtards and all that, like if you keep doing that. You're going to keep giving these guys ammunition and then eventually one side's going to win. And I don't, it's never going to be the, the gun owners. Clearly, if you look at history of other countries and that can eventually happen in this country as well, even though there is, a, I think there's like a hundred and what is this? It's like 400 million weapons are circulating in America or more than that, which is just insane to think about. But so to try to, to take away all those weapons would be a massive endeavor by the government, but still it's not impossible. Either way though, thank you guys so much for hearing me rant about firearms and uh, I will catch you guys manana. Peace. Oh, and fuck cancer. Cancer sucks. Love you guys. Bye.